Welcome to part 1 of the Improving the Early Identification and Treatment of Patients with Chronic Kidney Disease webinar recording. This webinar was recorded on the 26th of August 2021. My dear colleagues, um, I do very warm welcome you to the Wonka Europe webinar on Improving the Early Identification and Treatment of Patients with Chronic Kidney Disease. My name is Thomas Fraser. I'm Professor of General Practice at the Martin Luther University at Halle and Chair-Elect of Wonka Europe. Our webinar uh, will be held with two dedicated colleagues, uh, Professor Paolo Fioretto. She will introduce herself during the video you will see and Professor Borumil Seifert. Uh, the presentations will be approximately 30 minutes. After this, uh, you can ask questions by typing it into the Q&A uh, section. Just to your knowledge, uh, the webinar will also be available through the Wonka Europe uh, podcasts uh, and also will be available in translated versions after the live webinar ends. It's the second webinar in the row of free webinars, and Walker Europe will inform you uh, when the third webinar will take place. I wish you a pleasant full webinar with our uh, speakers, and we now turn to the presentations. Dear colleagues, Dear colleagues, it's my great pleasure to participate at this webinar, and I thank the Wonka Executive very much for inviting me to speak here. I'm an academic GP from Prague, and I work part-time in practice. Although diabetes is not my research priority, I see diabetic to patients regularly during follow-up, and of course I have patients with chronic kidney disease. I'm going together with Professor Paola Fioretto, to explore the subject, which includes early identification and treatment of patients with chronic kidney disease from the perspective of general practice. We want to address areas that are covered by this question. What is, why is early identification of chronic kidney disease so important? What is the prevalence burden and impact of chronic kidney disease? Which patients are at risk of chronic kidney disease? And which simple tests can be used? We will present the evidence and show new guideline recommendation to slow progression of chronic kidney disease and improve cardiorenal and mortality outcomes. And finally, we will speak about the role of general practitioner in improving outcomes and quality of life in patients with chronic kidney disease. Why is early identification of chronic kidney disease so important? Early detection of chronic kidney disease allows to prevent its development or at least to prolongate its development and to slow down the progression of renal insufficiency. At the previous webinar, Professor Chantal Maté acknowledged that modern treatment affects pathophysiological processes so much that it can contribute to even improving renal function. As a doctor practicing for decades, I was used to monitor patients with laboratory markers of chronic kidney disease and refer those with glomerular filtration rate below 0.50 millimeters over minute to nephrologist. But this recommendation is any more sufficient these days. 
Patients with chronic kidney disease should be diagnosed and start treatment as soon as possible. That's because renal protective treatments are now available for patients with arterial hypertension and diabetes, such as SGLT2 and GLP-1 receptor agonists, but also for patients with disease of glomerulus and polycystic kidneys. What is the prevalence of chronic kidney disease in general population? Chronic kidney disease has been recognized as a leading public health problem worldwide. The global estimated prevalence was 13.4% and patients with end-stage kidney disease needing renal replacement therapy was estimated between 4.9 and 7 million. If you look at the different stages of chronic kidney disease defined by the level of estimated glomerular filtration rate, the most prevalent is the stage 3 with glomerular filtration rate levels from 30 to 59 milliliters over minute. What are the common causes of chronic kidney disease? In 2016, 42% of all chronic kidney disease cases were caused by diabetes. Chronic kidney disease developing in the context of diabetes mellitus is a major health issue which is associated with the highest risk of cardiovascular disease and should therefore be managed accordingly. The other causes of chronic kidney disease include glomerulonephritis, 19%, arterial hypertension, 16.5%, and in 22% other causes. But diagnosis of chronic kidney disease remains slow. According to studies presented by nephrologists, only one out of seven patients with glomerular filtration rate 10 to 59 milliliters over minute have a diagnosis of chronic kidney disease in their medical record. That's why GLIGO conference, GLIGO is the global organization developing and implementing evidence-based clinical practice guidelines in kidney disease, suggested screening for chronic kidney disease in patients with hypertension, diabetes or cardiovascular disease by dual assessment, including measurement of estimated glomerular filtration rate and urinary albumin to creatinine ratio. This chart documents a positive change in cardiovascular stroke and COPD mortality rates compared to the decade 2007-2017. Anyway, the chronic kidney disease mortality continues to increase also slightly. And here is the space to improve the management of diseases that lead or can lead to the development of chronic kidney disease and to the end-stage renal disease such as diabetes and hypertension. How to identify our at-risk patients? Patients in early stages of chronic kidney disease are usually asymptomatic. Laboratory or clinical signs of renal impairment may be a random finding. Clinicians should be aware of other indicators of abnormal kidney function, such as anemia, acidosis, or increases in parathyroid hormone level. In some countries, urine and creatinine examination are included in preventive checks, but we know that the benefit of chronic kidney disease in the uh, screening in the general population is unclear. Screening should be targeted to patients with risk factors both for cardiac and kidney disease, such as diabetes mellitus, we know that 30% of type 1 diabetes patients and 40% of type 2 diabetes diabetic patients will develop chronic kidney disease. And then patients with hypertension, proteinuria, anemia, history of kidney failure, and with positive family history of chronic kidney disease are, are at risk.
as serum creatinine is an unreliable marker of kidney dysfunction, clinicians should focus on two key markers for chronic kidney disease, estimated glomerular filtration rate and urine albumin to creatinine ratio. Chronic kidney disease is defined as abnormalities of kidney structural function or glomerular filtration rate lower than 60 milliliters over minute over 1.73 square meter for three months or more with implication for health. Estimated glomerular filtration rate may be not reliable for patients with rapidly changing creatinine levels, extremes in muscle mass or arthritis. diaphragmatics. Kidney disease severity is classified into five stages according to the level of glomerular filtration rate. Values higher than 60 milliliters over minute are considered normal if urinary albumin creatinine ratio is lower than 30 mg over gram. Values lower than 60 identify chronic kidney disease. Values lower than 15 mean kidney failure. Kidney damage can be ascertained also by the presence of albuminuria defined as urinary albumin to creatinine ratio higher than 30 mg over gram in two or three spot urine specimens. 24-hour collection is not anymore necessary. Urinary albumin-creatinine ratio is a ratio between two measured substances, urine albumin in milligram over deciliter and urine creatinine in gram over deciliter. Urinary albumin to creatinine ratio greater than 30 milligram over gram it was normal. Traditionally, 30 to 300 milligram over gram has been called microalbuminuria and greater than 300 milligram macroalbuminuria. 3 milligrams over gram cutoff roughly correlates with a lower limit of sensitivity of the traditional urine dipstick. Change in albuminuria may reflect response to therapy and risk for progression. A decrease in urine albumin may be associated with improved renal and cardiovascular outcomes. The, these two lab tests should be done early, even more often in diabetic, in diabetic patients. Diagnostic tests available for, for chronic kidney disease diagnostic and monitoring include beside, uh, beside urinary albumin creatinine ratio and estimated glomerular filtration rate complete urine analysis, complete blood count, electrolytes, glucose, and albumin. And for further evaluation, either within GP or done by specialists, other tests should follow like hepatitis B and C serology, ANA antibodies, rheumatoid factor, complement three and four, serum protein electrophoresis, urine protein electrophoresis in patient over 40, renal ultrasound, or dilated renal exome. What can GP do for patients with diagnosis of chronic kidney disease? The strategy is to slow progression of chronic kidney disease and to reduce cardiovascular risk include nutritional interventions, lifestyle interventions, medical management to control risk factors, blood pressure and blood glucose, and reducing albuminuria. Even with these interventions, kidney disease will progress in some patients. In this case, Monitoring for the associated complications and comorbidities is indicated. This may include cardiovascular disease and dyslipidemia, anemia due to impaired erythropoiesis and low iron stores, malnutrition, mineral and bone disorders, depression and decreased 
functional status. GP's approach should target all patient risk factors, particularly arterial hypertension and diabetes mellitus, to reduce the risk of disease progression and to improve cardiovenal and mortality outcomes. GP should tailor blood pressure treatment regimens in elderly patients with chronic kidney disease by carefully considering age, comorbidities and other therapies. RAS blockers like ARB or ACE inhibitors should be preferably used in diabetic adults with chronic kidney disease. Patients with type 2 diabetes uh, should have an optimal blood glucose control. Target hemoglobin A1C should be less than 7%, which corresponds with 53 millimole overmole to prevent or delay progression of the microvascular complication, including diabetes kidney disease. The values of the 53 millimole overmole is acceptable in individuals with comorbidities or limited life expectancy and risk of hypoglycemia. Significant step in influencing the progression of chronic kidney disease was the detection of the renal protective effect of glyphosine CGLT2 inhibitors. We will learn soon from Professor Fioretto's presentation the data on composite kidney endpoints from recent cardiovascular outcome trials suggest that some of new drugs using treatment of diabetes mellitus, like sodium glucose co-transporter 2, SGLT2, and glucagon-like peptide 1 receptor agonist, GLP1 receptor agonist, have beneficial renal effects. These data were confirmed in big randomized studies for patients with already developed diabetic kidney disease, but also for non-diabetics with chronic kidney disease. So in conclusion, how we can summarize our role in improvement of outcomes and quality of life in patients with chronic kidney disease with and without type 2 diabetes? Our task is an early identification and management of risk factors of chronic kidney disease development. Early detection of chronic kidney disease. We have searched actively for laboratory signs of chronic kidney disease. We learned how and in whom in this presentation. Introduction of renal protective medication either alone in our practice where is possible or via specialist. Monitoring and slowing down chronic kidney disease progression treating complication and comorbidities, addressing functional status and quality of life issues, and we must be ready to support patients if reaches the stage of dialysis or kidney replacement therapy. Dear colleagues, thank you for attention. Now it's time to listen to the specialist view presented by Professor Paula Fioretto.